In this video for PokerNews.com, we're going to be going through a hand featuring one of my favorite poker players, Jason Kuhn, from a recent $10,000 buy-in final table on GG Poker. And in this hand, we're going to discuss when you should go for pretty thin value, because on this river, after Jason Kuhn checks, Pascal has to figure out if he should go for the thin value bet with the top pair no kicker at the final table. Let's get right to this pretty interesting hand. Pascal's on the button with a Jack-3 offsuit. Do you play the Jack-3 offsuit on the button? A lot of people say, look at this fish playing the Jack-3 offsuit. How could he possibly play it? But slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. We're not playing tic-tac-toe or checkers. We're playing No Limit Texas style. In this scenario, notice Pascal has the big chip lead with 14 million chips with Chris and the small blind having 4 million and Jason in the big blind being very shallow with about 2.2 million with 160k big blind. So what is that? Can't even count how many big blinds that is. Something like 15. So this is a spot where all the short stacks, all three of them, should be very incentivized to outlast each other. Especially at the final table of the GG Super Millions, the payout structure is relatively flat, which means you're very incentivized to just hang out and not go broke. So this is a spot where I think Pascal should actually be raising probably pretty close to any two cards. Very, 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 very wide raising range. Now, Jack-3 is pretty bad and pretty active, but uh, I, I think it's actually justifiable. I don't know if I would have raised this wide with the Jack-3 offsuit, but I certainly think it is reasonable. Now, Jason Kuhn has the King-9 offsuit in the small blind. I'm sorry, the big blind. His only options here are to call or shove. If you think Pascal's raising the Jack-3 offsuit, you should probably actually rip it in. If you think he's not raising quite so wide, though, you should probably be a little bit more inclined to call. Either play's fine. Flop comes. Jack, 9-2, giving Jason Kuhn the middle pair. He has a very easy check. And I think Pascal can go either way between checking or betting. I have to presume, as the big stack here, he mostly wants to be aggressive. But if there ever is a hand to check back, it's usually going to be a hand like top pair, no kicker, or middle pair, good kicker. These are hands that are almost always good, but if you get check-raised, you don't especially love it. And in this stack depth, if you do get check-raised, you are putting your money in, right? You're going to end up playing for all the chips. So this is a spot where I think you have to be a, a little bit cautious going for a bet. Now, I will say, if Pascal's going to have, like, no check-back range, then when he does check back, it starts to look kind of suspicious, like a really clear marginal made hand. So I'm not actually sure what's going on in this scenario. I, I got to presume... The Jack-3 is just good enough to put out a bet and, and not fold. But he does like to check it back. Tricky, tricky. Turns a 2, which is pretty bad for Jason Kuhn because uh, now his 9 starts to look a whole lot better. That said, similar to Pascal's hand on the flop, um, Kuhn's hand, the King-9, is a hand that's really incentivized to just check and try to keep your opponent in with all their potential bluffs. And this is a spot where I think you definitely have to presume Pascal will start bluffing with whatever potential bluffs he has, if he has any. I don't know. Um, it is worth noting, I am a casual commentator in this hand. I have no clue how Pascal plays. Maybe he's insane. Maybe he's tight aggressive. I don't know. That said, he's at the final table of a $10,000 buying tournament with a big stack. He's probably getting in there and, and battling. So cool spot where I'm not really sure what's going on where the range is. And I'm probably, well, I know I'm not all that used to raise uh, dealing with ranges that are super wide. So it's a, it's a weird spot, right? Anyway, Jason has a pretty easy check on the turn. In Jason's scenario, he really just does not want to get all in. Because if he does end up getting all in, well, he's going to be out some portion of the time when he's against a jack or a two. 
So he's just doing everything he can to check and try to get to the showdown while still inducing as many bluffs as he potentially can. So he checks, and now Pascal goes for a chunky bet. Seems like a pretty easy spot to call with the king nine. We've definitely induced bluffs at this point. You may say, why not shove it all in? Well, the problem with shoving it all in is that when you're against a jack or a two, you lose, right? And if Pascal does have some nonsense, like seven six of diamonds or something like that, just that was just going to give it up on the flop, that's now deciding to go for it, you don't let them have the opportunity to bluff it on the rivers. This is a spot where you definitely do not want to raise. Yeah, you're going to get outdrawn sometimes by random king high, ten high, whatever. Well, not king high, sorry. Queen high or ten high. But more often than not, you're going to want to keep the garbage in because most of the time they're going to miss and then <laughs> try to go for it on the river. River's a 10, which is a pretty nasty 10. Jason Kuhn's going to check, of course, with 75% uh, pop behind. And now Pascal has decided if he wants to go for it on the river for a thin value bet. What would you do in this scenario? I want you to take a second, pause the video, and write what you would do in the comment section below with this jack three. Would you check? Looking to see your showdown value with your top pair no kicker. Would you bet small, like 25% pot? Or would you put Jason all in for 75% pot? Pause the video and write what you would do in the comment section below. And while you're doing it, click the like and subscribe button for me as well. I think this is a pretty easy value bet all in on the river. You're going to find that whenever you have something like a pot size bet or fewer chips remaining in your stack on the river, usually you just want to go all in or check. You often don't want to have a small value bet size from a GTO point of view. Maybe there's some weird convoluted spot at a final table where it makes sense, but I don't think this is it. So either Pascal should shove or he should check it back. So the question is, is, is this hand good enough to shove? Are there a lot of hands in Jason's range that could very easily call a value shove? that are worse than the jack three. Well, the nice thing about this spot is that Jason's not gonna have a whole lot of twos because he's not gonna defend with a whole lot of twos preflop given the payout implications. So that's good. He's also not gonna have a whole lot of jacks because some of the jacks are just gonna bet the turn. And also a lot of the good jacks jam it all in preflop, right? So uh, given Pascal has a jack, it's just really unlikely Jason has a jack, which means he's very likely to have a nine or maybe a 10 with a hand like 10-8 or queen-10 or king-10. So this is a spot where Pascal has the best hand a lot, and I think there are actually a decent number of 10s and 9s in Jason's range that could conceivably call a value bet. So given that's the case, I think this is just a pretty easy value shove, especially given a lot of potential draws missed. Now, like I said, going back to the flop strategy, I don't really know what's going on with Pascal's range. Maybe he has a whole lot of unpaired hands, maybe he doesn't. I kind of presume that most people just bet this flop very frequently as the big stack, but I could be very wrong about that. So given I'm not sure what his range looks like, um, I'm not sure he has a lot of busted draws. That said, this hand, this jack three, is definitely good enough to go for a value shove. Looking to get called by a lot of tens, and I do think Jason's going to have a lot of tens in his range, and I also think he's going to have a lot of nines. Now, will he call with a nine? I think the, the nine is actually a really bad river for him, or uh, the 10 is a really bad river for his nine, because if you think about a lot of Pascal's check back range, it's going to be stuff like king 10, queen 10 maybe that didn't want to get jammed necessarily, maybe 10-8 that didn't want to get jammed, maybe ace 10 that decided to go for the 
weird turn bet, although probably that's not going to be the case. Could have been a hand like just random 10 high, like 10-6. Would those hands go for a value bet, though? Probably not, although it's it's probably close. I mean, I suppose if he had ace-10, he would, or king-10, or queen-10, maybe even 10-8. So you know what? I do think a 10 would probably go for this value shove, given Jason is not going to have a whole lot of jacks and is going to have a lot of nines. So if that's the case... I'm not going to say this is a fold, but it's at least a consideration to fold. You also block like random king high bluff that may check, check, flop, and then bluff turn. So I actually don't think this is a great hand to call with. However, however, this is a spot where I got to presume Pascal as a big sack is going to bluff with a lot of bluffs if he has them. So I certainly would not fault Jason for a call here. Man, it's always tough whenever you have a hand like middle pair and a really bad card comes in on the river. Like if the Ten of Spades comes in on the river, I, I think it's probably also just a fold, especially if Pascal will still go for thin value with a jack. But when the random Ten of Diamonds comes, ugh, this is a bad spot. The tough spot about this as well is that now if Jason folds, he's like really clearly the short sack. I think he'll only have 10 big blinds or nine big blinds or so. So that's not particularly great either. Man, I don't know. I don't know what I would do here. You probably don't know what you would do here either. <laughs> it's a bad spot. This is a straight up bad spot. Typically when I'm playing, I usually err towards calling when Pascal is just like maniacal, as I know a lot of good, strong online players are sometimes at final tables as the big stack. But if I think he's usually a little bit more cautious, a little bit more controlled, I'm going to be more inclined to find a fold. But I have no clue how Pascal plays. And I certainly have no clue what his flop check back range looks like in this spot where I probably would have just bet with almost everything I would have. Jason's giving it a good amount of thought. They give you a long time bank on GG, which is, I think, a good thing. The way they use this chess clock here, notice everybody starts with a lot of time, and if you use your time, you run out. And if you don't, you have a lot of time for later. What's he going to do before he see what he does? I'm going to presume whatever Jason does is right. Literally one of the best players in the world. Let's see what he does. Think, 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 think. You think long, you think wrong. Ah, he finds the call this time. And Pascal gets the thin value with the top pair, no kicker. That said, I don't hate the call. Sometimes you call and you lose. Some people think if they call it off at the final table with the worst hand, that they must have messed up or they've made some big mistake. And sometimes you're just going to lose. You got to realize all you can really do when you play poker is study a ton, a ton ahead of time, and then show up to play poker clear-minded and implement your predetermined strategy to the best of your ability. And while you may have a very robust predetermined strategy, everything you do at the table is to some extent determined by the work you put in ahead of time. So make sure you study a ton. You can actually get a free membership to my training site, pokercoaching.com. You can go there to pokercoaching.com slash free to get that and work on your game a little bit more right now. So head over there and check it out. Good luck in your games. Have a great week. If you want to be notified of more videos I post on YouTube, click the notification bell below. Also click the like and subscribe button, and I will talk to you all next time.